0: Hey everyone, I'm Ruth and welcome to my podcast, Living Unashamed. You know, every day we are met with the chaos of unhealthy and confusing and fear-inducing noise in this world. We can be so easily overcome by hopelessness, pain, fear, brokenness and loss, that encountering the goodness of God seems almost impossible. The good news is that the Bible says we overcome the enemy, you know, the devil, darkness destruction, which leads to pain and confusion and doubt and deceit. We overcome that by the blood of the Lamb, which is the completed work of Jesus, and the word of our testimony, our own witness account. Each week, I invite you to join me as we connect with people from all walks of life who share their inspiring journey of brokenness to redemption through divine encounters with Jesus Christ the only one who truly has the power to save and transform lives our hope is that as you listen to these powerful and true stories you will discover a new hope and wisdom that will encourage you on your journey to encountering jesus and his never-ending love and grace every day so welcome we are so blessed to have you tuning in today And we pray that you are abundantly blessed by today's episode of Living Unashamed. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Living Unashamed podcast. I'm here with a new friend of mine um, and he is going to share his journey of how he came to encounter Jesus and what that has done for his life. Um, His name is John and I'm super excited to be able to discover with you um, what Jesus has been doing in and through him. So, John, thank you for joining us today. And, um, yeah, feel free to share whatever you feel that is on your heart to share today. I know that it will bless everyone who hears because um, Jesus is beautiful and uh, every time he touches someone's life it is inspiring and empowering no matter whether it seems to be something big or small it's always a big thing to God and yeah I'm so excited to hear what you have to share today.
1: Thanks Ruth for uh inviting me to uh say something about how I found the Lord um uh, so which is my testimony I guess of uh uh, of how I encountered the Lord, and uh, I grew up in I'm a and what would society would refer to as an older gentleman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I grew up in uh, Sydney in the 1950s and the 1960s, uh, which was a time of great change, and my family were not particularly religious. Uh, I think my sisters probably went to Sunday school, but um, my father wasn't uh, overtly Christian at all. My family were very much quite taken with all the modern developments in science and evolution was something that was really on the horizon for people to, I guess, believe in, as opposed to thinking there was a creator. And... uh, So that was the way society was going. And but at the same time, as I reached my teenage years, uh, there was a a yearning for something more, or to have knowledge or understanding of what was going on around me. Because I said to my father once, I said, Look, you know, we've had the, the Great Depression, World War II. Uh, my father himself got polio in 53 in both legs. He'd had a pretty hard time of life. Mm-hmm. And so people like of my age group were what you would call Cold War people, living in a Cold War situation as far as uh, atomic weapons. And they were things that would be on your mind between the – uh the argy bargy between Russia and America, and so on, and uh, there it was always that threat hanging over the world. Mm. And that's not a good situation for people to be in, but it was. It, 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 that was how it was. Not that you spent every day fretting about that, mind you, but I, just for myself personally, I was wondering where mankind was going. Yeah. And uh, my father had was of the view that in the end, you know, the good goodness or the good guys would win I, I guess sort of thing and and but so anyway to cut a long story short uh I, my quest was obviously a quest from the soul for some sort of understanding of things and and when I was about uh you know I mean a lot of eastern, was eastern religions philosophies coming in I think A friend and I did a transcendental meditation course once to find some sort of inner peace. I remember I read a book once on cosmic consciousness. So this was very much in vogue or fashionable at the time for this, and the whole hippie thing was coming through. So there was great change going on. All of a sudden these children born in this era were looking for something other than just what might be deemed a traditional religion. Anyway, when I was about 20, I was living up the coast uh, in a small town and uh, there was a little fellowship there, a little a revival fellowship. And uh, so I had I knew the family that ran it and the father. And, and one day at the uh, beach, uh, one of the, his sons said to me, oh, John, the Bible says that there's going to be a war in the Middle East, which will – uh, precipitate the return of Jesus Christ yeah and th- this war in the middle east would be a uh, the thing to start off a worldwide nuclear war and at the time i just thought yeah well that would probably be i that wouldn't be unusual for that to happen given the politics of the time and about a week later there was a war in the middle east in 1973 oh, wow. And that really riveted me to the extent I thought, wow, I mean, <laughs> the very thing that my friend was telling me now appears to be about to happen. So I, I went to one of their meetings and uh, I remember I knocked on the door and I opened the door. And The last time I was there, the, the father, had, had, it was a caravan park actually, had thrown me out for drunk and disorderly. <laughs> three years before so here I was knocking on the door saying can I come to your your meeting but so there was about a dozen people there three or four kids and a few adults but I walked in the place and I felt there was something there and there was Mm -hmm. something moving inside me and I sat through this this Christian meeting and there was a testimony and a talk and They operated what was called in the spiritual gifts of tongue interpretation and prophecy. That in itself didn't seem unusual to me at the time. I had no religious experience at all in these matters. But anyway, at the end of the meeting, the pastor said to me, do you want to receive the Holy Spirit? And I said, yeah, I'll try anything once. And uh, (laughs) the We got down on our knees and we're seeking the Lord and I'm, I'm going, hallelujah, praise the Lord and hallelujah, praise the Lord over and over and nothing was happening. No. And I said to the pastor, I said, oh, what will happen? He, he said, oh, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you'll speak in other tongues. And I said, oh, okay. I, I, and I, I felt like I could have done that when I walked in the place, not that I knew what it was but just based on how I was feeling at the time. And I said to him, I said, look, they're dropping bombs over there in in the Middle East. I said, how about we have a, because he said, well, you know, we'll have a rest and try again later. And I said, how about we just um, have another crack at this? So um, I got on my knees and I started praying in English. And then for one moment in my heart, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And and in that moment, my tongue changed and I just started speaking in other tongues. Hallelujah. And and I did that for a while and then I stopped and then I I felt this peace, the peace of past understanding. And I'd never, it was always a peace I was looking for, which other people promised but couldn't deliver. And I felt like whatever was that grey blanket or shadow that was stopping me from understanding the Lord had disappeared. I now knew him. And obviously he knew me. And then uh, the pastor said, oh, you've received the Holy Spirit. And I went, oh, wow. He said, look, we better baptise you now. (laughs) So, um, yeah, and they lived on the ocean and, There was another young gentleman getting baptized that day, so they took us over the sand hills to the beach, and we walked out into the water. It was October twenty eighth, nineteen seventy three, and the water was fairly cold. I just um, we prayed for a bit, and then the pastor baptized me by full immersion. I came up out of the water and prayed in the spirit again, and then. I felt this heat, like, I, I, like even though it was cold conditions, I just felt this heat of the Lord, and I walked out of the water. I couldn't remember what my name was. Wow. It took me about 20 minutes to recall that my name was John. And everything seemed brand new from that day forward, like, particularly in nature. And what I realised later, uh, it wasn't brand new. I was brand new. I had quite literally been born of water and of the Spirit. I had no scriptural knowledge of these things because I hadn't really read the Bible before this at all, but I started reading the Word of God and the words of Jesus Christ uh, telling me that, you know, I would be born again of water and the Spirit. So to have these things happen before I read about it was quite momentous. Yeah. There was preconditioning on the part of anybody it was just simply myself fearing what was coming on the world, uh, trying to understand what the why and the how. And then finally, somebody was able to say to me, Look, these things have been spoken about in the Word of God. And here's something you can do to escape it. Mm. Because in the Bible, there is, you know, conditions whereby if people are walking in the Holy Spirit, when the whole thing goes up in flames and the Lord returns, then you will be saved out of this quite miraculously. Yeah. So you could say my reasons were quite selfish at the time, but you have to understand that when you're 20 years old, you realise that under Cold War conditions that somebody else has your life in their hands, how somebody in another country can literally press a button and that's the end of your life.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, so that's a situation that I thought was intolerable. I mean, let's face it, we could all walk out and get run over by a bus, I know that, but this is a different situation where you feel like you want to have your young life in front of you without being threatened. So that brought me great uh, comfort and security, and I've walked on since then. I've been married, we've raised kids, of course, and... All the trials and tribulations of life come your way, but we've been able to look to the Lord through all these things. Sometimes in life you stand on one leg for a while and then the Lord swings in and takes over and you're back on two feet. So I've been healed many times by the Lord. I work in the building trade. I remember one time I had a back injury and I just had... um, I knew if I kept going, I'd be in real trouble. And I remember getting on a bus in the morning and and just, it was one of these noisy bendy buses. And I prayed in the Holy Ghost for about half an hour. When I got to the job, I walked down to my place uh, where I was just about to lay blocks. I could feel the back. And then when I... Reached, the mud hit the boards, and then when I reached down to pick up the first block, I was healed. Oh, on yeah. The and it was just palpable that I'd been healed by the Lord. I worked all day on those blocks. I got back up to the top of the hill at the end of the day, and I just realised how complete the healing was. Mm. And quite simply, I have not had a problem with my back ever since then.
0: Wow. And that was,
1: just, that was a miracle because at the time it was in the 90s, early 90s, the, the recession was really tough and you could not afford to lose a day, particularly if you had a you know, family to support. So that's a, that was a miraculous thing by the Lord Jesus Christ of provision and healing. Mm-hmm. And that's the sort of thing that can happen to anybody, But it was a salvation coming to the Lord and and getting the answer Uh, who, I mean, I consider myself very fortunate that I struck people who were uh, speaking truthfully about the Word of God and their experience And uh, because many times I find people who are a bit lost and just need a bit of direction and, and, and sometimes it's, well, For anyone, it's very helpful if you can be shown the way to the Lord, as I was. So, um, if this this podcast can help anybody, um, because there's a very many, there's a lot of things out there, and some people have problems sorting the you know the wheat from the chaff.
0: Yeah.
1: So that's my story, Ruth, and uh,
0: I've
1: sort of I've kept an eye on Bible prophecy since then. Obviously, things now are getting quite um, scary, if I can put it that way. And the Lord's return to me seems uh, very close, given on what I've just come to understand Mm -hmm. about uh, that side of things over the years. I give the odd lecture on Bible prophecy. I'm no expert, but... um, it's a thing that did attract me to um, the Lord in the first place, so I've always kept a, a bit of an eye on it. So um, anyway, that's the situation.
0: Yeah, and that, that's um, thank you for sharing that. It's that's really power, powerful testimony about how God has how God called you. I mean, nothing is um, a mistake, enough in that sense, and. And the way he called you was for a particular reason and purpose, and it's so um, beautiful to hear how you had that moment in, in in a sense in one day you came to Christ, even though he had been working on your heart throughout your journey, but to hear you you walked in not fully understanding. You received the Holy Spirit. You were baptized in that one day, and you were gave your heart to Jesus on that day. Like that, that is something that unfortunately doesn't really happen in that same way a lot in churches in Western culture anymore. And it's really sad because it's so powerful um, when when it's done like that. And I, it's amazing that what you experienced really set you on this track for the rest of your life in in such an incredible way. Like, um, man, just to feel that closeness and even receiving the gifts of the Holy Spirit and and the gift of speaking with the Holy Spirit in tongues, even though you fully didn't fully comprehend or understand truly what that meant. Like, that's the journey. And I think sometimes we get so stuck in our ways that we have to fully understand what we're stepping into with Jesus before we can step into it, that we we stop ourselves from fully immersing in that moment. And when you said you had that moment where you just, you were speaking, you were speaking, and then for one moment you actually felt your heart truly believe that Jesus was Lord and that it was real, and then, Then the flowing came. That is incredibly powerful because I guarantee there'll be a lot of people out there, even people who say they follow Jesus or who believe they've had encounters with Jesus or who have, who might still be in a point where they are stopping themselves from stepping into that next level because they think they don't fully understand yet. But your story and what you've gone through is very helpful, and inspiring because it's saying Jesus isn't waiting for you to understand. He's just waiting for you to say yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. it was just all so, so simple. Um, I had to really look into things after I came to the Lord, particularly as far as speaking in tongues, and
0: mm. I
1: realised just through reading the Word of God that was an ex, ex, it was an experience that happened to everybody in the early church. At that okay. time growing up in my generation, Ruth. Everything, particularly through that, I guess, hippie era thing, not that I was a, a fully converted hippie at the time, but everything about our generation was experiencing things. I, was, I, I could never really, words for me were not something that could be believed all of the time mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to you actually having experienced something. Um, I guess somebody can talk to you about a mountain they've climbed, but unless you actually climb the mountain yourself, it's, it would be hard to relate to what they were saying. So that's how it was for me at the time to really believe something I would have to have had to have experienced it, and which is what happened when I received the Holy Spirit, and then just through reading the scriptures, I could see where The Lord wanted that to happen to everybody. Yeah. Everybody in the early church obviously had that experience, and as Paul quite rightly said, when you come together, don't all speak in tongues at once. So, um, and obviously, he quoted Isaiah about Isaiah saying, um, "With stammering lips and another tongue, we speak to this people." Mm. And judgment will I lay to the line. So obviously it was not a case of um, anybody having just to believe to believe the words. It was a case of being immersed. Mm. Immersed, born you know, of the spirit and of the water. And that was wonderful, of course, and the opportunity is there for everybody. And I certainly yeah you know, hope that uh you know people can this will help give people some clarity on the situation um, because you spoke at the start about people loving uh, the Lord and knowing him and uh, I find that they both go hand in hand. To know him obviously is to love him. Yes. And uh, as life goes on and he is uh-huh. love, of course. So uh, it's just... Uh, and his mercy endureth forever. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So that's just wonderful to know that the Lord is like that and we are in that age of grace and forgiveness. And uh, to anybody who obviously feels that perhaps their life is um, putting them in a situation where they can't come back or come to the Lord, I've got news for you and it's all good. You can and he will accept you
0: amen
1: so um that's about all i can really say at this point in time rish i I could go on for a long time but i (laughs) i don't want to um hog the stage so to speak all right
0: right um this is this is a moment for you to have your platform as such it's awesome um can I ask? So after that encounter with Jesus, and you've mentioned a bit, you've gone on, you've had family, and you've gone through things in life, but you've just found that, you know, God has helped you guys through it all, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. To, that um, His presence has always remained because you know He will never leave you nor forsake you, no matter what you're in. Um, how do you mind if I ask how that led you to what you're doing today in terms of these um, prophetic? End time, these prophecy.
1: um, Yeah, um, good question. Yeah, yeah, good question. Look, it's because I was a student of history, I sort of majored in history, both modern and ancient history in high school. Didn't go on with it to university, I should have, but and it so I've always had a curious interest in it. And the fellowship I'm with, they've had a, a prophetic um, message as such. I think about 30% of the Bible is prophecy. Mm-hmm. And so I've always been curious to hear uh, lectures or talks on Bible prophecy. And, but what's happened is over time things have uh, collated somewhat uh, uh, to the point where if you're a reader or an observer of this, you realise the world seems to be heading down a path uh, which the Bible talks about you know, the day of destruction or the, the day of the Lord. Mm. And it's, it speaks about it, the world being as like a woman in travail about to have a baby. Well, if you're around somebody who's pregnant, you know, eventually they get labour pains and then the waters break and it's off to hospital sort of thing. So I've been watching the, lab, the labour pains when I first came to the Lord were you know, quite some years apart, you know. But if I buy a newspaper and put it on a table and put my Bible next to it, I'm, I can just see where they're both seem to be in unison yeah. as far as uh, what's happening around the world at the moment. So by by seeing these things unfold over the years and knowing these things and, and becoming quite... Uh, uh, or getting a better knowledge of these things, eventually you get to a point in your life where you think, well, do I do something about this? Do I try and sort of put my shoulder to the wheel as far as helping to guess, uh, want people, if I can put it that way. So that's why I, I just started doing the odd lecture uh, um, just within our fellowship and then I I've done the odd one whereby we might advertise uh, that it's happening. I, I did one oh, about when the queen died, um, I did one in a country town up at Coonabarab and actually uh, we had some people in our fellowship there and I paid them a visit and then the, the queen had died and there is a, a, quite a prophetic message in the Bible about what's called the throne of David. There's a lot of symbolism in that to do with uh, the monarchy in Britain. And uh, I was across that a bit, so I gave a lecture up there and I did one here in Newcastle, um, which, well, I think, hopefully well-received. So not that the British monarchy in themselves are particularly special, but the actual institution has a prophetic message to it going back to the book of Genesis. Some people don't like hearing that. I understand that. But the lineup of the nations as as we see today, the, the British Commonwealth, America, Russia, these nations seem to get a mention in the Bible, in the Old Testament, particularly in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 38. So I'm watching all these things happen, Ruth. I'm thinking, okay, I better do something. We better say something. Perhaps people might like to hear that these things have been mentioned thousands of years ago the Lord has said look this these things will happen when you see these things happen as Jesus said he said lift up your head your redemption draweth nigh okay so that's basically it's a case of lifting up my head and hopefully by doing the odd lecture people might be attracted to the word of God and and like myself, fear, you know, uh, uh, the future uh, or what's coming and, and then do something about it. I mean, the Lord doesn't want anybody to perish at all. And it's not, uh, unfortunately, it's, man, it's men who will be, you know, pressing buttons to bombs and things. It's, it's not the Lord. The heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know it? Uh, it's unfortunate. But there's a way out. And the Lord and the Bible says, unless Jesus returns, the whole earth will be destroyed. Well, <laughs> yep, I can sort of get that, okay? So as much as we can see these things happen, in, about to happen, there's great deliverance as well. The Lord will return and put things right. And But you and I have a chance to live forever. And uh, The Bible says that the dead in Christ shall rise, and then those who are still alive will rise to meet Him in the air and live and go on forever. So that's an extraordinary thing. I would never know this. It was only being filled with the Holy Spirit, touching the hem of His garments, that really made me realize, wow, this is this is uh, quite unbelievable to to know God. You know, but anyway, hopefully that answers the, the question.
0: That's thank you. That's really awesome to hear. And um, I have no doubt that what you were doing through your being, you know, Holy Spirit led to talk to people and um, about these things, you know, it, we are definitely in a season where things need to change. There is a lot of noise. There's a lot of chaos. There is a lot of um, sound, false prophecy, false teachings, false things lies deceit and that has been from almost the beginning till now and will be until the end of days but people are feeling more led to rise up to step out to be the light in the midst of all of this with Jesus and to speak the truth at all costs and um, that is reaching people and it's, it's beautiful to just connect with people who are feeling that same prompting and who are feeling encouraged to, yes, Jesus is coming back. He is he's coming back close and closer with every day and there are signs in the Bible and, you know, people will look to that and we'll try to find figure it all out. But at the end of the day, it's also good to just know that we are held in that grace and as we turn our heads to Jesus and as we prepare for his returning to also trust in his protection and his grace. And that is beautiful. And it's, you know, I just want to honor you and and your wife and the calling that God's placed on your lives and and what you're feeling led to do. And I just believe and pray that um, God will continue to bless you as you encounter people and and share uh share him and share um the the feelings of his return coming sooner and sooner. Like it's it's going to awaken people again. Um And that's what he wants, people to know him. So it's beautiful.
1: Well, just thank you, Ruth, for uh, asking me to share this with you. And um, I no longer have to live in fear anymore. Uh, I am quite comfortable uh, with the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Um, I know the future, well, I'm seeing it roll out before me and... uh, so uh, it, I uh, yeah I just uh, it's no longer a case of having a feeling like a scared rabbit you know I can um, just get on with my life our life and try and hopefully do our best to help others and uh, and that's the comfort of the Holy Spirit and it's marvellous so uh, thank you very much Ruth. you uh, and hopefully I'll meet you down the track somewhere and. Uh, If I get over your way, I'll give you a bell.
0: Sounds good. Um,
1: All right. Is
0: there anything that we can or I can pray for for you um, in your journey at the moment or um, with what Um, you want to do?
1: Only uh, success, I guess. Uh, I I, I want to Mm. um, do some more lectures uh, in a way that's public, uh, various. We've got people in some of the country towns. Uh, further out west, and uh, I'd like to go out there and help them a bit and um, maybe do something here in uh, our own neck of the woods. So just, just pray that we have success, Ruth. Um, we're not trying to sort of recruit people to, say, our particular church. We just want to recruit people to the Lord. Yep. by, you know, seeing them to get baptised and fill the Holy Ghost and fire. Mm. That's, that's the mission. That's the mission. Nobody's got a mortgage on the power of God. Amen. Uh, so we just want to be able to get out there with the, what the Bible calls the common salvation and the simplicity of Christ. And that's about it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Well, would you mind if I quickly pray for you before we end it?
1: Yeah, fantastic. Okay, Okay. hallelujah.
0: Lord, I just thank you for John. I thank you for his beautiful wife, and I thank you for mm, just the beautiful calling you have placed on their lives, for their desire and their heart for you, for their incredible counters they have had with you and your people, and I thank you for the words of wisdom you have filled John with um, for this season of life. Lord, I thank you for your presence to continue to just wash over him and anoint him and his family with your never-ending love and your faithfulness and we just thank you lord right now that you'll continue to make a way where there seems like there is no way we thank you for abundant opportunity and platforms for for john and and his um, ministry partners to be able to speak to others about your love and your light and the truth of your coming day we thank you for um For open hearts, for open eyes and open ears, ears that are willing to hear, eyes that are willing to see, and hearts that are willing to accept your word as they flow from John's mouth and the the members of his community. And we just thank you that your truth will set people free from the chaos and the pain and the spiritual um, blockages from this generation, Lord. We just ask that you would continue to bless John and his ministry and his family and this season of life as he chooses daily to encounter you um, and walk with you all the days of his life. Thank you for the peace that surpasses all understanding that washes over him and his family, knowing that you hold them so perfectly in your loving hands. And no matter what's happening in the world, um, they are your beloved children and they are under the shelter of your wing. So we just thank you for this time and we just Pray for your abundant blessing to flow over them. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you, Ruth. That was wonderful.
0: You're more than welcome. Praise the Lord. Well, thank Thank you for taking the time. It's been an honour. And, um, yeah, I look forward to hearing from people how this has blessed them and encouraged them in their journey in the days ahead. All right, John, well, um, enjoy the rest of your week, and I look forward to connecting with you very soon.
1: I'll speak to you down the track. Thanks,
0: Ruth. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. Wow. What a blessing it was to be able to hear from John today uh, about how he encountered Jesus in the midst of chaos and um, possible war and destruction and hard times. You know, Jesus really awakened him to his existence, to his presence, and in such an incredible and powerful way that brought forth an instant revival in in john for his life and it shifted the projection of what his life would be forever so thank you for taking the time to watch today to listen today i pray you've been abundantly blessed by this journey of john and and jesus and um yeah i'm excited for all that god's going to do through john and through these podcasts in the days ahead If you are interested in coming on and sharing your story, uh, we would love to have you. Feel free to shoot us a message at the Living Unashamed podcast on Facebook. And yeah, I'm sure your story will be a blessing to all who hear. So thanks again. Until next time, this is Ruth Turner signing out.